Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And welcome back to another episode of the Game Time CT Football Pick'ems Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Paguaga. And as always, I'm joined by the Sean Patrick Foley. Sean, you feeling a little bit better after a pretty strong week for yourself? Uh, Yeah, I actually did. I, I was Here's what I'm trying to do, Pete. I'm trying to literally just make my picks and not pay attention, not fret over these and just let the chips fall where they may. But, you know, I I, I was excited after a few games results came in. I, I will not lie. <laughs> yeah, I do them. I print out the board on Friday night and I start going through. OK, what do I need to happen on Saturday to to finish, you yeah. know, with a higher uh, with a higher uh, record? But. Again, it, it was the reigning champ from last year, Chris McNamee and Dave Stewart, who both finished with eight and two. Uh, last week, uh, Stewart, I, I said it in the email to the staff. I think Dave accidentally selected Guilford. He was the only one to pick the Grizzlies, and they beat Brantford. Uh, so that was huge for him. Um, there was it wasn't a crazy board. Um, you know, St. Joe's won again. A handful of us picked Staples. Naugatuck took care of Seymour. The SMSA Rockville game was split. SMSA won seven six. Uh, not a lot of craziness other than the Brantford Guilford game, though a couple of the people who did pick Bullard Havens, uh, which was uh, our, our editor, Dan Brecklin and uh, Joe Morelli, uh, Thames River was not pleased. There was a rumor of uh, cutouts of fatheads of Joe and Dan oh. uh, at, with Thames River at their game at Bullard Havens. I'm trying to get a photo of that. Uh, so I, I, I asked, I asked if they can send us a photo of that. Um, that's a, I don't, I mean, look, that's a rookie move, man. You, you gotta know. I, I declared them the, the, the CTC champs before we even, we even played a game. But clearly they played a game. Clearly that Joe Morelli was not reading our, our football no, previews. No, clearly. I mean, it's, I'm shocked about Dan too. I, it's Dan, you gotta read up, man. I know you're busy, but you know, you got, you know, a hundred meetings going on, but you know, there's, you're not paying attention to all of them. Right. I mean, like, you got to have like a little bit of reading on the side right then, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of Joe Morelli. Oh, yeah. They're they're really good this year. Joe Morelli went seven and three last week. Joe Morelli is currently tied for third. It is the highest Joe has ever been since we brought the Pickums back for game time in 2019. So shout out to Joe. Um, But quickly, overall standings, Fornabio, Stewart, and McNamee are all tied at the top at 14 and six. Morelli is 13 and seven. You, myself, Scott Erickson, Dan Brecklin are 12 and 8. The eight balls 11 and 9, and Sean Barker is 10 and 10. But he this is week behind the eight ball. He is behind the eight ball. I haven't brought it up to him yet. I'm I'm actually a little afraid to. Yeah. But 
This week is going to be chaos. This week, we're picking 10 Alliance games. We threw the conferences out the window, just like the state basically has. And we are just going with the Alliance. 10 great Alliance games to go through. Sean, you got anything to add before we dive in? It's going to get weird. Yeah, it's going to get real weird. Um, lots. The CCC has been has joined the fray. Uh, we have uh, they didn't they didn't participate in the first uh, round a couple weeks ago, but now they are uh, in full effect here. We get to see uh, how the northern side of things uh, stacks up against the southern side. Yeah, this so is and if you haven't listened to the meat grinder, North go versus listen. South. It's like go, civil war. Go listen to the meat grinder. Uh, we had Southington coach Mike Drury on. We talked a lot about what is at stake for the CCC this week, and I think it could be a really interesting week for the CCC. So, without further ado, we're going to jump right in. We got the first game. It's 2-0 Berlin going to Fitch to play the 2-0 Fitch Falcons. That's what they are. They are the Falcons. In my research, which is not 100% correct, I can I could not find a meeting between these two schools ever. Um, going back to 2004, and then no playoffs against either of them. So I believe this could be the first time. I could be very wrong. That said, Berlin, like I said, 2-0. They got wins over Platt and Ram. And Fitch is 2-0 with wins over Guilford, who we just previously mentioned, and New London. Berlin is 2-0 for the first time since 2019 when they did go to the state playoffs. Now, if we're going to talk Fitch, we got to talk Malachi Maddox. He's an Athlete of the Week nominee on Game Time CT, so please go and vote. He had 178 yards rushing, two touchdowns, but get this. He had a pick six, 47 yards for a touchdown, and he had a scoop and score fumble recovery for 57 yards and a touchdown. That's a total player right there. And Kyle Melville for Berlin. He's only a sophomore. He's got 160 yards on the ground this year, but he's only got 13 carries. He's averaging something like 12 yards plus a carry, and he leads the team in catches. But Berlin's got a nice new young running back in the stable ready to go. Sean, this one's kind of an interesting one. ECC, CCC, Berlin or Fitch, who are you going with? Ooh, really tough, really tough. Um, I mean, Fitch, Fitch's opening night win over Guilford, 22-14. That looks pretty good now, you know. 47-6 over New London. We saw, we saw New London get beat up by Barlow. Uh, I have not seen either player. I love with Malachi Mack. We did not talk about any of these guys in our uh, in our uh, meat grinder thing. I think we're going to leave it for this. But uh, all... But that was an amazing performance um, up there with uh, Declan McCann from uh, from from Connor. I mean, but this is ridiculous, Maddox. So keep an eye on him. Fitch last year not going to the state playoffs, so they really want to get the, get back there. And uh, uh, even though they were eight and two last year, so uh, but you know it's been a long time since since Berlin too. And I hear that the Joe's got a pretty good team there. Uh, you know I. I'm going to go with Fitch, Pete. Last second change. I thought, you know, Berlin, but on the road, I think I'm going to go with Fitch. I think it's going to be a pretty good game, but I'm going to go with Fitch. Oh, we are going to split on the first pick. I'm going with the Redcoats. The Redcoats are coming. They're coming to Fitch, and they're coming to win. And Joe Arasimowitz is an FOP. He's a friend of the program. It's the second show in a row I've dropped that. that. Uh, I do love that. But I'm going to go with the Redcoats here. I think Berlin is kind of back. Uh, I proclaimed New Britain back last week. That did not go yeah. well. But I think Berlin is here to, to stay. I think we're going to be talking about them all year. And um, 
It might be. Yeah, dancing. I made a last-second change. Yeah, so. I like it. Yeah, I it's made okay a change. I'm okay with it's it. The kind of week it's going to be. It's going to be that kind of week, and once we get into some of these other matchups, it's going to get real weird. All right, our next matchup, we got foreign of the SCC, the 2-0 Lions, going up to Manchester to play East Catholic, who is 2-0. Shout out to Coach Seaver. I believe this is his second season yep. at East Catholic. They're 2-0 for the first time since 2016. And let's not forget, shout out to Tom Drew uh, over at foreign. The Lions are 2-0 for the first time since 2015. Four in a couple of wins. They the wild double overtime win against Weston. They beat Lyman Hall by four touchdowns. East Catholic shut out Bacon Academy. And they beat Hartford Public by 20 last week. I I'm pumped for both of these programs. Uh it's nice to see, you know, them kind of back on the map. It's a little early, but 2-0 starts are great for both of these programs. Uh, I'm gonna stick. I'm going with my boy Tom Drew and and and, and the Lions. I am, I'm I'm aboard the foreign train. Milford, little love. I'm going with Tom Drew. I'm gonna go with foreign too, Pete. Uh, I saw, I got to see them a little bit uh, in a scrimmage at the beginning of the year, and I, I did not see East Catholic. I have not seen East Catholic since I saw him last year at the end of the season. So I am sure uh, uh, Coach Stevens got him. Uh, much better paired now um, than they were that day. I think they lost that day. But uh, foreign two and zero, that's pretty good. You know, I mean, we winning that Weston game was pretty good, and then Lyman Hall last week. Uh, you know, tough. I, I'm picking foreign for the exact reasons I didn't pick Berlin or vice versa. I'm picking foreign, picking against East Catholic for the reason why, for the same reasons why I didn't pick Berlin that they were on a road trip. Really? That's it. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, just, just throwing a dart here. But I'm going to go with foreign. I, you know, I, I don't know. I just I just got a gut feeling. 2-0. SWC Joel Barlow Oof. going up to Weathersfield face Matt McKinnon and the Eagles, who are also 2-0. Now, here's a little fun fact. right? Weathersfield, they beat Windsor. We know Windsor went for two, didn't get it. They won 21-20. Weathersfield took care of Manchester last week. But here's a really interesting part as we get to Joel Barlow. Joel Barlow and Danny Shaben are 2-0. Right? They beat New London. They beat Stratford. They are looking at their first 3-0 start to a season since 2013. Sean, who is the top player on Joel Barlow in 2013? It'll be a guy named Jack Shaben. It would be a guy named Jack Shaver. First great. team First All-State. Team all state. Yeah. First team All-State. And his brother, Danny, has a chance to do it. I'm going to jump right ahead. I'm going with Joel Barlow. I'm going with the Falcons. They go 3-0 for the first time. Danny Shaven has a little smack talk to give to his brother now as they're 3-0, uh, like a third of the way through the season. Sean, I know I kind of jumped you on that one, but uh, are you riding the are you riding the Shaven train? I might as well, you know. Uh I remember when I was the reporter for when it was just the Connecticut Post I was a reporter for. Uh, I remember uh, getting really excited about Barlow making his waves in football. First with Brownie in 07. I think it was 07 or 08. Uh, and then with Jack, obviously, that was a great thing. Then Jack's uh, then the middle of shaving. And, uh, you know, but Danny might cut different than all. Right now, he's off to a great shot. He's big. He's leading that defense. He's leading that offense. The, the, 
and then when they get that triple option running in, that's that's tough. I don't know how many teams play it up there, and maybe a couple, maybe who knows. But uh, this is a whole nother type of level. I'm gonna go with the Falcons here. He, tough trip, but you know, and I love Weathersfield. I think Weathersfield is doing a really good job uh, so far this season, flying underneath the radar. But they're gonna have to fly underneath the radar a little bit more uh, to to get back after this one. Yes, this this show is uh, big fans of of Coach McKinnon. There's not a lot we know about Weathersfield, though. Maybe that's that's on purpose. Maybe. I don't. I, I don't. I don't like that. If that's the case, send in your box scores. Yeah, seriously, guys. <laughs> let's go. All right. I want this to next see one. Doing well. This next one is one that we've wanted for a while. I know that I have. This one. This one is the hypothetical conversation that we have almost every year uh, when the final poll comes out. When we crown state cha- when state champions are crowned, and we look at the poll and we say, "What if this team played this team?" The hypotheticals are gone. They're out the window. We got Bloomfield, the 2-0 Warhawks, traveling to the quiet corner to face the 2-0 Killingly team, right? Over the last four years, Bloomfield has made three Class S championship games, beating HK in 2018. Killingly has made three Class M finals over the last four years, winning two of them, including last year, against Rockville. Now we get to see them on the field. No more looking at the poll, like I said, and saying, oh, oh Bloomfield won Class S, Killingly won Class M. Like, we should totally see them play. No, now we get to see it on the field, right? And both of them are flying hot. Dallas Rose graduated from Bloomfield. Canellis Patrick, he transferred to Massachusetts, right? No problem. Edwin Rodriguez, sophomore got 167 rushing yards in both games and Darian Foster our boy has five touchdowns right oh five touchdowns doesn't seem a lot he's completed seven passes this year (laughs) he's only had to complete seven passes and five have gone for touchdowns I'm pretty sure he's like seven for nine right big blowout wins for Bloomfield and then we got to look at killing who some have proclaimed is the best ECC team in the last 20 years if you don't get that listen to the meek grind right but killingly looks good Soren Reef has picked up where he left off. He rushed for 315 yards last week against NFA. 315 yards. And you know what? Killingly can throw the ball, too. All right? Tommy Dre- Dryballs? That's my guess for the quarterback. He threw 16 touchdowns last year. This year, he's got four touchdowns so far in the first two games. All four of them are to Ben Jacks, uh, wide receiver junior for Killingly, who's also a really good baseball player. And he had a pick six in the finals last year against Rockville. This game is all attention for me on Friday is to this game. Sean, I'm putting you on the spot first. Killingly or Bloomfield? Oh, man. Yeah, this is where, uh, you know, finally, at last, the alliance can feel like it's relevant. Right. <laughs> we didn't need the alliance last year because we're the teams that end up playing, they end up playing in, in the state playoffs. No. Now you have six divisions. They just did Al Carbone's work for him. Now it's now we need to hold Alley in the uh, the alliance, don't we? Yep. <laughs> to, to break some of these ties because Bloomfield's in Class S. No. Killingly is Class Double M, and they should be in Class Double S, but they're Double M. And if you really want to get technical, I think they should all be in Class S. So this should be for like a Class S championship. But here we are. We got. Double M's and S's and it's a mess. That said, I'm going with 
killing it. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink the Kool Aid that this, they're the best ECC team in the last 20 years. Listen, I don't know about that, but I know this might be the best Killingly team we've seen, and that includes uh, you know Lockwood's team from a few years ago, the the one that shattered the ceiling, you know, and broke through and finally got that first day title in uh, what 50 uh, for like 20 years, you know, yeah. the one that uh, Chad Neal was on, if I remember correctly, right? Um, but. Uh, Chad's got an, his program is just on all cylinders firing away. I think we're, we're going to see Bloomfield. I mean, they're clearly good, and uh, we're going to see them down the road. It's not going to be hard for them to get in the class S. It's a matter of you know who they face there and how, if they can win that elusive title that they've been looking for for the last few years. But uh, I, you know, I Killingly is fourth ranked, and they just all the Pistons are firing. I love uh, the team formerly known as the Red Hawks. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Killingly. Uh, I love Bloomfield. I think they're awesome. I think they're, they're like you said, we're going to see them in the playoffs. They're going to be competing for a state title. But I think right now, they might be the hottest team in high school football right now, yeah. Killingly. I mean, coming Fair over enough. from what they did last year, right? They went undefeated last year. They haven't even skipped this beat. They have, I believe it was 13 returning starters. From last year's team, you know, we named a couple of them. Terrence Allen is another one. He was uh, All-State for us. Um, you know, their big guys up front are doing the dirty work. I, I think this could be a really fun game. You know, this is a Bloomfield team. Yes, they like to run the ball, but they also like to throw the ball. And you got Killingly, who's going to give the ball to Soren Reef. Um, so it's going to be a really interesting matchup. It's at Killingly. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, a long drive for Bloomfield or a longer drive than they're used to. So I'm really interested to see that. I know we are going to have, uh, I think Jeff Jacobs will be there for us. So we will have a man on the ground uh, up at Killingly. All right. <clears throat> now we're getting into kind of some of the big dogs. Woof, woof. All right. We got uh, Fairfield Prep. <clears throat> Fairfield Prep's one and one. Got on the board. Uh, got in the win column beating Xavier last week. And... New Canaan of the FCAC, they are 2-0. Now, some interesting facts. There is a history here. Uh, according to our wonderful colleague, Mike Cornabio, Mike's the best, who got the information from the Fairfield Prep Record Book, which is also very cool. You should check it out. This is the, the second time that these two teams are meeting in the regular season. They met in the double L semifinals in 2018. New Canaan won, went to the finals, lost to Greenwich. But the teams met in 1985. And New Canaan won that game. Um, so Lou Marinelli was the coach then. Um, he's probably the only person who was on the field in 85 and will be on the field this year. Uh, so Maybe. Wait, will Bo Hickey be there? <laughs> maybe. Maybe Bo might be there. That's true. All right. So so there is kind of a history. Obviously, Fairfield Prep is in Fairfield County that they play in the SEC. Um, an interesting matchup. So, New Canaan starting quarterback Ty Groff has been out at the start of the year. He had an injury to his non-throwing hand. Hasn't really, you know, hurt New Canaan so far. They beat Xavier, and they beat Brian McMahon. We had, we don't know if Groff is coming back. It was, uh, we were told, two to three-week injury. This is week three. You know, do they keep going with the sophomore? And the sophomore has played really well. Alex Rossi, uh, he's been really solid. Hunter Telesco has played great for them. He's got five touchdowns, 327 total yards. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see 
if Tyler Groff is going to play in this game for New Canaan, does it make a big difference? And then over on the Jesuit side, Tyler Smith, who has taken over for his brother Connor, has played really well. He's got five touchdowns passing this year, three against Xavier. I really think this is the week we are going to learn a lot about Fairfield Prep. Is this a team that's going to be competing for a state title um, this year? We're finally going to, I think, learn about Fairfield Prep. Uh, Sean, Fairfield Prep or New Canaan? Who you got? go time for both these teams now it's time to step up you know we don't know much about the florida team and they're from florida i guess but uh don't know much about them prep hung in there it was a rock and sock game 15 14 loss come back last week beat up a xavier team that looks down this year buchanan same same deal you know they uh, they lose groff when no one really thought they were going to be in too much trouble i mean obviously xavier that's the kind of the bridge here they beat xavier up a lot it took them a lot less time than the prep to beat Xavier. Uh, I was, and that was without their quarterback, whether golf plays or not the, the sophomore. Uh, you know, if you're a quarterback playing for New Canaan and you're just a sophomore, I would, that's better than most team seniors because you have been preparing for this for a long time. It's a high pressure position and it is no joke if you're the star of New Canaan at quarterback. Uh, so in that regard, I'm going to go with the Rams. I think uh, their offense has a lot more. They've, uh, they've proved a little bit more themselves. And uh, defense has been as good as it's been the last, last like it was last year. Both these teams are very defensive-minded last year. Not so much offensively. I think New Cannon's got that figured out a little bit better here. I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, I mean, just give the boy to Hunter Telesco. Yeah, pretty that's, much. That's kind of what I learned. The game's at Dunning. Right? We love going to games at Dunning. Uh, it's beautiful down at New Canaan. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams as well. I'm going to take the home team in this game. But I do think we're going to learn a lot out of Fairfield Prep, and I think this could be a really good one. Staying down in Fairfield County. Now, this game would have been awesome last year. Just saying. But we got Maloney. It's always a day late, a dollar short, man, these things. Yeah, that is fair. But we got Maloney 2-0, the reigning Class L champions, heading to Darien to play the Blue Wave, who are the defending Class Double L champs. Now, difference, obviously clearly different teams from last year. A lot graduated on both of these teams. Maloney is 2-0. All right. They're, it's been a really interesting road for Maloney to get to 2-0. I'm pretty sure they only ran like 20 plays in their opener against East Hartford. Uh, defense special teams coming through in both games. They have a lovely note from like Fornabio. Maloney scored seven offensive touchdowns. They have three on defense and two on special teams. That's awesome. I mean, that's kind of what Maloney did last year with their defense. Now the special teams are getting into play. And then we have Darian. Darian lost to St. Joe's, looked lost against St. Joe's, lost 14 nothing in the opener. And then they beat Bridgeport Central last week, I believe, 41 nothing. It's not much to take away from that game. Um, but I'm really interested to see if Darian has fixed some of the issues that we saw the first week against St. Joe's, or is this a perfect opportunity for Maloney to come in here and snag a win for the CCC? Because I think this could be a huge game for the landscape of high school football in Connecticut. 
And then just quickly, I went through Max Preps and, and the record book to see if these two teams have ever played. I believe the answer is no. Uh, I could be wrong, so correct me if I am. But Maloney has played two FCAC teams, and they played St. Joe's in the 1989 Class M Championship game, and they played New Canaan in the 2006 MM Finals, and Maloney lost both of them. Uh, I love to pick Maloney here. I think, uh, you know, I mean, I, I haven't seen him live. You know, that's that's might be a game I should go to. But uh, I would love to pick Maloney here. But at Darian, Darian, I mean, when was the last time I saw Darian lose two out of three uh, this early in the season? I don't recall. It was pre-Trafone, probably. I think they got a lot of pride. I think they got a lot of uh, work done. I think practice. I think they should be ready. Uh, you know, unless this team uh, wants to get its act together and, and reassert itself, this is where they got to do it. So uh, I'm going to go with Darian. I, I just, I, as much as I'd like to say it, it may be time to get Darian, it might be. I'm going to go with Maloney. I mean, I'm going to go with Darian. <laughs> uh, I, I, um, <laughs> I, <clears throat> I'm going to go with Maloney. I think this is a perfect opportunity for a team from up north to come in here and start knocking around these teams in the FCAC. And oh. I think the perfect team to do it, right? Darian, their defense played great against St. Joe's, right? Too late, two second-half touchdowns. They pitched a shutout. They got to be able to move the ball. And looking at this, the stats on this Maloney team, what they've preached and coached over the last couple of years, their defense is going to make plays. Darian's going to have to limit mistakes or Maloney's going to turn them into points. They've shown that they can do it. They did it last year, and they're showing that they could do it this year with this group. I'm going with Maloney. I think it's the perfect time for them to come down and kind of shake it up. At that Darian. said, at Darian, oh Maloney's going to come down. Kevin, I got do faith. you hear this? Mike Forget, do you hear this? He's <laughs> abandoned you. Uh, I think or I should Maloney. say he's just riding that Maloney bandwagon from the state final last year. He's twirling the lasso. He's riding that it- He's riding that train, folks. I think it's a great chance for Maloney, and this is oh, a win. Never happened. This is a win never that Kevin. Happened. This is the win that Kevin wants for this program, and this is what they've been building oh, towards. Man. They want to stay up there. This is a win. This is a game they have to win. This one we got uh, a couple of former champions, recent champions. This game would have been great in 2019. We got Newtown, who is one and one. Going to yep, going to the Surf Club to play the Tan Tigers, who were also one and one. Newtown lost in their opener to Greenwich, um, and Hand lost last week to Shelton. Now the Hand defense played well in most of that game, kind of into the end. Sean, you you were there. You might be able to fill us in a little bit more on that, but. Two very proud programs, two very good programs looking to get back to the success that they have had. Uh, Sean, I'm going to let you go first. Newtown hand. You know, you obviously saw a hand last week and saw a Newtown. I've seen both teams. Fun. Yeah. So, you know, maybe fill us in a little bit on these guys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, both teams have uh, had a, a pretty easy game, and then they had a really tough game. You know, Newtown, they lost to Greenwich. Uh, and again, that was pretty competitive. You know, they didn't uh, 
you know, they were right there. It was four. It was, I believe, it was fourteen nothing, and then fourteen eight. So, and they had the ball or had a ball with a chance to even take the lead before halftime. They granted sure on the Jets, and same thing against Shelton. They were right there. They moved the ball inside the thirty, inside the twenty, but but offensively, Shelton made plays and and uh, and Hand didn't. I like this matchup. It's really good. It's a tough game to pick. Going to the Surf Club. Uh, I, I have a hard time seeing Newtown going to the surf club for the, for the first time probably ever um, and and pulling out a win. Uh, I'm going to go with Hand. The Hand's defense, I think, Pete, is excellent. I mean, it didn't really – I think you're going to find as we look at these Shelton scores that Shelton's going to put a lot of points up on a lot of people. And I think we're going to look back and say, Hand only was the only team allow allowed them less than 30 points. You know that's going to be. You know, I know they were they were upset, but I like Hand. But I think Newtown is right in this. I think they're they're very evenly matched. Uh, it should be fascinating. It's just too bad they're not Bolton flat out. Yeah, Hand is an M. Which Hand is an M. Newtown in L. This is. I think this is going to be a great game, uh, start to finish. I think this is going to be a really great close game. Fun little fact: they did meet in the 1997 Class L semifinals. Oh, okay. uh, which hand was won? The surf club? Uh, I don't know. Was the surf club open in 1997? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Was hand, was hand the higher seat? I guess couldn't tell you. But I know hand won that game 31. I think hand was the higher seat. So that means Newtown would have been at the surf club. So, so either way, anyway. long time ago, uh, long, long time ago. Yeah, I wasn't in even. I was still in college. Yeah, I was in elementary school. All right. So you're going with hand. Uh, I too. I'm going to go with the Tigers. I was, I, I thought it would be a good game against Shelton. Um, you know, obviously speaking to you and Mike who were there, you guys were both really impressed by hand and the way their defense played against a team that we all agree is really good in Shelton. Uh, so I'm going to ride. I'm going to say hand. They put up another great defensive performance and get opportune touchdowns to win the game. Speaking of Shelton, the 2-0 Gales, who got five first place votes this week, including one for me in the poll are going up to Windsor. Now, Windsor obviously won and won, lost to Weatherfield. We talked about it. They beat New Britain. A lot of us on this show picked New Britain. And, uh, you know, Windsor came out, beat them. New, New Britain was not hashtag back. All right. Got two good teams, two proud programs. Mike DeFelice comes in with his Gales team that has just been playing awesome. 55 points on Ridgefield, 28 last week against Hand. They pitched a shutout against Hand as well. Windsor, Coach Fleeting, you know, they're, they're a young team, a lot of new faces, and that's one thing that really stands out to me is they got a young team. They like to throw the ball. They like to move the ball. Shelton's got seven interceptions this year. Yeah. Seven. And that, I said it on the show months ago when they played Maloney in the finals. I said they can't give Maloney opportunities to turn the ball over and turn it into points. Maloney did that. I believe they had three interceptions in the state final game. I'm saying the same thing this week. Shelton has ball hawks. They're going to go after the ball. They're going to flip the field. They're going to try and make plays. And for that reason, I am going with the Gales. Sean, are you with me? or? Uh... Yeah, 100%. I'm going with Shelton. I mean, I think I explained why in my last, my last uh, pick. <laughs> picking Andover Newtown. I'm going to go with Shelton because I picked Andover Newtown. And pump Shelton up while doing it. I'm gonna pick Shelton over Windsor. All right, we got two more left. We're we're round. We're uh, we're we're kind of finishing up here. This one's very intriguing. At least I think so. 
It's a Saturday afternoon game at 1.30. We got Masic, who is 1-1, one one, going to Dalling to play St. Joseph, who's 2-0. On this show, we've picked St. Joe's the last two weeks. We've both picked against St. Joe's the last two weeks. But St. Joe's is 2-0, right? These schools are 7.7 miles apart, which I just find very fascinating. And according to the lovely St. Joseph's, Hogs football website. They have every opponent ever played listed, every schedule. So go out and check it out. It's amazing. These teams have played eight times. Wow. Between 1976 and 1985, they have played eight times. They played 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82. They should start playing again because that's when the Islanders were really good. (laughs) The Islanders got four Stanley Cups, five appearances during that time frame. He uses this to throw an Islander reference. The Islanders are going to the Cup now. And they played in 1985. Of all of those eight matchups, St. Joe's has won every time. St. Joe's is 8-0 against Masic all time. According to the St. Joe's Hogs website, which again is great. Masic lost their first game. We talked about it at length. That crazy game against Trumbull. They came out. They took it personally. They told me they took their frustration right out on Notre Dame Fairfield. 38-0. Jason Champagne, amazing game. We talked about it on the meat grinder. Pop the bottles, right? Masic, back in the win column, one and one. St. Joe's, we picked them to lose to Darien. They won 14 nothing. We picked them to lose to Staples. Beat them 42-21. Both these teams can play. I was so impressed by St. Joe's on Saturday. How much better they looked than they did week one. Will Singewall looks confident. He is throwing the ball with confidence. Obviously, our boy Hutchinson is balling out. The defense looked great. They had six sacks against Staples last week. Masick, again, talked Jason Champagne. Dylan Jackson can freaking play. The uh, the Walker brothers are really good for Masick. I think this is going to be an awesome game on Saturday because I don't know who I'm picking. Sean, I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I will not be fooled again. Uh, I'm going to go with St. Joseph. As much as I'd like to pick Massive here, I, uh, I'm i going to stop tempting fate, and I'm going to go with the Hogs here. Now watch me be the kiss of death, because all I can see is the Twins running around and Dylan Jackson throwing touchdown passes. But St. Joseph's defense, excellent. Uh, they played really well last week, and uh, you know Massive's going to need to crack that a lot. Now, I know they did against Trumbull, but uh, I think St. Joseph's defense is a real strong point here, and they're, they're just so well coached. I'm going to go with St. Joseph. The Hawks! Alright. <clears throat> last week, off. last week after Massac won, I spoke to Jason Champagne, and I spoke to Dylan Jackson. Dylan, you're great. You're a great football player. I'm going to give you some personal, just a little personal, it's a little one-on-one conversation, just you and me. Got to work on your interview skills. And the reason I say that is you guys are going to go out and you guys are going to beat St. Joe's this week and Aww. everyone is going to want to talk to you. I'm going with the Panthers. Masic, 2-1, gets wow. back on track for a state playoff berth. Wow. You like Deep. that? You like yeah, how I did that? Final game of the week of the Pickums. It's the second to last game of the week, actually. It's Saturday at 3 o'clock. Number six, Southington at 2 0, coming in to face the Cardinals of Greenwich, who are also 2 0. 
this game, I mean, if you're a high school football fan in the state, you had this thing circled on the calendar when they when the schedules got released. This game is going to be awesome. Right? Southington comes in, two wins, two confident, controlled wins for the Blue Knights against Newington and Hall. And then we got Greenwich. Greenwich opened against Newtown. Not an easy game. It's a little bit of struggle, but Greenwich won. Then last week, Greenwich goes down 21-0 against Ridgefield. Battles all the way back. Wins a wild game that had 13 touchdowns and over 90 points. All right? We talked on the meat grinder about it, how great of a win that was for, for Greenwich. They're going to be coming in hot. Southington's going to be coming in hot. Little side note, because I need to correct myself from the meat grinder. Since Drury took over Southington in 2011, he is 2-5 and five against FCAC teams. He has two wins against Ridgefield in 2013 and 2019. Um, they have not played Greenwich since Mike has been the coach of Southington. And I believe they played in a championship game where we talked about it on the show with Mike. Uh, but before, before, you know, Morello and Drury's time at either of those schools. I'm really intrigued. You and I are both going to this game on Saturday. We think it's going to be an awesome game. Sean, I'm going to let you pick this one again. You know, Sean, you've seen Greenwich. I saw Southington. We've talked about this before. Uh, we've talked about these teams at length. But who do you got in this one? Does the CCC get this signature win? Because you picked Ariane over Maloney. So is this where the CCC gets that signature win? I'm going to say no. I'm going with Greenwich. Um, I might pick uh, Southington if this was at their place. I was very tempted to pick them. Uh, but seeing as Pete is just making some wild, wild accusations here and wild, wild, pointing his fingers, making wild picks. He's thinking the whole universe is going to be turned inside out and upside down in a week. So somebody's got to be the stabilizing force. Somebody's got to be at the other end of the seesaw here <laughs> to balance Pete out and put a little sanity back in this pick section. I'm going with Granich. A little sanity. Emphatically. And pick, pick Southern while you're at it. You might as well, Pete. <laughs> Look, I am... Black is wide up is down. I mean, look, dogs and cats. You talk, to, you talk to any baseball fans in this state, Pete Paguaga is anti-CCC. Oh, okay. Okay, I am Mr. Anti-CCC when it comes to baseball. Okay? I do think the world is going to be flipped. The high school football world is going to be flipped on its head this week. I think we're going to see some big wins from CCC teams. That said... That Come said... Come on. Just do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going with the Blue Knights. I was so impressed with the way that they played against Newington. I was so impressed with how they look. CJ DiBenedetto looks great under center. Williams caught four touchdowns last week. Lincoln Cardillo is the best player in the state that no one is talking about other than us. I am. Can't unscramble an egg, Pete. I am in. I'm all in. Let's go, baby. CCC time, baby. Maloney and Southington. Do me, do me this solid, baby. Put me atop of the Pickums board, and I will ride you all to the championships. I'm in. Let's go, Blue Knights. Let's go, Southington. I absolutely <laughs> love it how I cajole Pete into making these picks. 
<laughs> this is why I always look back at the end of the year and I'm like, why am I in last? Yeah. And then I go back and I look at the board. I go, I picked that game. Oh, I yeah. That I picked game. I picked that game. To win. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm I'm rolling around. Let's hey, do listen, it. it's not. A, they're not terrible. I mean, any one of those. I just don't think it's wholesale. But, you know, any one of those could go their way. And then we did see a shift. I mean, let's let's. We saw a little bit of a shift last year with the CCC winning. They got two teams in the uh, in the L final. You know, they had a team in the uh, S final. Uh, they uh, did not have a team in the double L final. But you know what? I mean, they had a really good showing last year. And uh, like Mike Drury said, there these things go in cycles. Maybe the cycle, the wheel has turned full circle since 20 years ago. The CCC is now dominant. But we shall see, as they say. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm probably going to have to return my Greenwich football pants. Yeah, no, they might be. They might be asking. You might as well burn those. No, they're yellow. yellow. <laughs> all right. So like I said, this is going to be a wild week and I am all for it. If you know me, I'm a huge advocate of chaos in sports. I love when something happens that's not supposed to happen or something happens that people don't think is going to happen. And then everyone just runs around like, I don't know what to do. So uh, that's what I'm thinking is coming this week. I am. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Sean, I know you are. We both don't know where we're going on Friday yet. There's so many good choices. I know that we're going to be at Southington Greenwich on Saturday. Uh, I know him and you and I are going to be there. We've seen St. Joe's twice already this year together. So I think we're looking for something a little different. But we're going to have people at all these games. Make sure to follow along on GameTimeCT.com. Follow along on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Uh, We're going to have info on almost all of these games. Hopefully all of them. If we're not there, send in a box score info at GameTimeCT.com. All right. We really appreciate it, guys. Uh, Sean, any last words before... uh, before the week of mayhem, or as you call it, the reckoning comes. No, I think I've said everything. All right, we'll see you guys out on the field, and uh, good luck.